This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. What can we expect from President Zelensky's trip to the G7 summit and President Biden's plans to meet with him? Well, Katie, we have seen over the course of the now 15, 16 months of this Ukraine conflict just how powerful President Zelensky's personal diplomacy has been in keeping support flowing to his country as it fights off Russia's invasion. And this is really a powerful moment, not just for President Zelensky to speak to the G7 leaders as a whole, but to speak to some of the individual leaders of other countries who have been invited to participate as well. We've seen just over the last week President Zelensky traveling throughout Europe. He'd been to the United Kingdom, to France, to Germany, to Italy, met with Pope Francis even. Yesterday, he was in Saudi Arabia meeting with representatives from the Arab League. And today, already, we have seen him with a series of one-on-one meetings, including, I think, notably, India's Prime Minister Modi. India is a country, yes, a democracy, yes, one with a close alliance with the United States, but one that has maintained some of those commercial ties with Russia that has helped to continue uh, to provide revenue in the form of oil sales. And so this is an opportunity for President Zelensky to continue continue face-to-face diplomacy to keep that support flowing. And yesterday was a significant move by President Biden as he told the other G7 leaders that he would endorse this plan to begin training Ukrainian pilots to use those fighter jets. Uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan saying they have received commitments from Ukraine that they would not be used for offensive purposes against Russia, but to help give Ukraine an additional uh, piece of support, a defensive power in the skies as they brace for that coming spring offensive. Mike, what else is going to be on the president's agenda. What are some of the other key major issues he's going to be focusing on at this G7 summit? Well, Katie, President Biden is wrapping up what has been a jam-packed Saturday here in Hiroshima, a day in which really the the looming specter of China has been uh, the the real focus here. The president participating uh, in a meeting of G7 leaders with representatives from the developing world, what they call in diplomatic circles the global south, uh, to try to provide an alternative to what has been known as China's Belt and Road policy. This is one in which they provide a level of infrastructure support to developing countries that badly need that financial infusion, but one that those countries have begun to realize over time has come with some significant strings attached in the form of significant debt obligations to China that they can't always live up to. And so these democracies, President Biden leading an effort to provide similar kinds of infrastructure support to these countries uh, with a better deal, as they say, without those kinds of strings attached. It's a significant effort representative of a broader focus here uh, to try to counter China's efforts to grow its influence throughout the world. You can't ignore, Katie, though, the, also the looming specter of that debt ceiling debate back home. We had heard for the first time today in a couple days President Biden be able to give something of a status report on how those talks are going. He's saying he's not at all worried about the possibility of defet, def, uh, default, but also that he thinks that there's still the possibility of something decent, as he put it, to get done. You know, Mike, strings attached and debt obligations. That does sound like it's being mirrored over where you are. Mike Bemily, thank you for joining Okay, that was the uh, the lead White House correspondent. Let's break this down for you. Uh, I've got Raheem Kassam. I'm going to bring Raheem in. Ben Harnwell's on deck. Steve Stern's going to join us. Uh, a couple things. Number one, the and I've got this up on Getter. If my, at the Evercrack uh, staff here, a little groggy as they normally are on Saturday mornings, a little groggy. Uh, Denver's fine, a little groggy here in the nation's imperial capital. Um, the uh, The fight, as we told you, was about the top line spending, not just simply about the work requirements, all that they they can't. They're they're far. The Biden regime refuses to commit to actually. And here's not even a cut. It's just a slowing of growth rates. The key focus and the buried lead here is the 2024 top line spending. They don't want to they don't want to go back and reset 
to, um, to, to, to 2022. They don't want to take that $122 billion, which is nothing. Just a tiny down payment. This is ideological. Uh, it is a, a massive policy gap. And so far, McCarthy's holding line. He pulled his guys out. They went back last night. But there's a separation, not just on work requirements, at least all this other crap that's being spun. It's fundamental. So McCarthy's got to hold the line. We'll get back on the barricades um, over the weekend. Uh, now what we want you to do is get us up to speed as possible. I'll talk about the Birch Gold. Also, huge story in CNN. They finally admitted $2 trillion of liquidity. And they're in panic mode now. The quantitative tightening. Remember the juicing of the system, the, the face amount of the debts of the Treasury, the way they juice the system is the Federal Reserve by printing money called quantitative easing. We have $9.5 trillion, like $9 trillion over there, N- never authorized by Congress, never authorized by the people. They now realize, we said this got to be, you know, under Trump, he took almost a trillion dollars off the balance sheet of the Fed uh, in his first uh, year and a half. Uh, right now, they're talking about $2 trillion from the world central banks because they printed too much money. This is why you just heard contextualize this. The global south is there and having a discussion. The global south is looking. They have the resources. They're, they're buying gold. Central banks are buying gold at record rates. They're going to do what, they, what the Russians did, peg their currencies potentially to, uh, to gold or do crypto to gold. But they have the resources. They're not going to take these continual devaluations with this inflation of uh, the the Federal Reserve, while you have no response, you're irresponsible in your spending, and you can't pay for it. They're not stupid people. Um, let me go to Raheem uh, on um, and Raheem. We got other stuff to talk about about this big launch, the reboot uh, you're having, the reimagination, I should say, of of National Pulse. But I got to ask you first. You know, Kamala Harris, uh, my crack staff here pulled up Kamala Harris's schedule. She's in L.A. just hanging out for the weekend with nothing scheduled. You would think the vice president would be here kind of organizing, maybe not in the discussions, but at least organizing the debt ceiling. Not nah, she's in L.A. hanging at the beach. You have uh, the word is while he's over there, quote unquote, powerfully pressuring us to finally crater on the F-16s. But remember that he promised he crossed his fingers across his heart and he just said, hey, they're not going to be used for offensive purposes against Russian or Russian territory, just simply for defensive purposes. So we've cratered on the F-16s. Has Bakhmut fallen, Raheem? The big spring offenses were supposed to start. Now we're here in the Wagner group. And, and we just heard yesterday that the Ukrainian army had driven the Russians two miles back off of Bakhmut, and they've kept open the road of life. Now the Wagner group, I think, is in the middle of the town with a video saying, with the Russian flag saying they've taken the city. Uh, your thoughts and observations? Yeah, you know... <laughs> When we, when we remember when we launched Breitbart London back in 2014, you and me, uh, the, the press release said um, from London to Lubbock because uh, Texas was being, Breitbart Texas was being launched at the same time. And, and it just struck me, you know, today we're from LA to Bakhmut, right? And, and let, let me deal with the LA part of that first. If there are two reasons Kamala Harris is in LA, right? Um, number one, because if you're Kamala Harris, you want to be in LA right now. Um, so as not to embarrass yourself further in these negotiations, inserting yourself into things, you know, cackling along in the background. Number two, if you're Joe Biden or actually the people running Joe Biden, you want Kamala Harris in LA right now. So she doesn't insert herself into this thing and mess it all up. So she's in a perfect place. If I were Kamala Harris, I'd be in LA, in LA right now too. Um, the, 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 by the way, the buried lead, Steve, on that CNN article that you talk about, the, about the two trillion, is the dateline. Did you look at the dateline on that article? Uh, what did it say? You mean the dateline was London. Published? London. Oh, London. Yes, 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 yes. So Bank and that of is England, because the city saying, of London is in get full serious? panic right now. If America yes. sneezes economically, they will contract COVID ten trillion. You know, um, Bakhmut. Uh, on another talk, subject, uh, hold, 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 yes, talk I about, talk, the, talk, talk about yeah. this. The, hang on, talk to us about the city of London just waited, measured DeSantis. City of London is Wall Street. It's not actually London. It's a part of London, the old part. It's the Wall Street of Europe, and 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 as almost as powerful as Wall Street overall. When you see those articles coming out of CNN London and talking to people in the city, how how panicked? Are the central banks and the in these governments that have spent like crazy in Germany, in France, in Italy, and in uh, the United Kingdom, sir? 
Well, the trick is the, the thing that I use in my head as, as an editor every day is like if the dateline is DC, you can just dismiss the article. It's clown world. They have no idea what they're talking about. It's speculative. It's written by some, you know, 22 year old who's taking, you know, Department of Defense briefings and, and, and rolling out as copy. If it comes from New York, yes, pay a little bit of attention. You know, those guys know, know a little bit more about the world, know a little bit more about the financial world, what they're doing. If it comes out of London, something like that, they are in full panic. The regime is in full panic because that is, you know, that is where every New York uh, financier actually wants to end up. It's where their wives want to actually end up. And so the, everything gets gets centralized into the city of London. So that's how I prioritize the news in my mind. And by the way, you know, we'll talk about the, the new National Pulse site coming Monday and all of that. But that's one of the things we're going to be offering subscribers as well is my editor's notes on the story to say, hey, listen, here's here's what the news is. But here's contextualization behind it, right? And that's the context yep. to all of this stuff. And the Bakhmut stuff needs contextualizing as well. They've known for days and days now that this place is going to fall. The Russian government's going to call it in a matter of moments, right? But the interesting thing is they keep talking about spring offensive, spring offensive, spring offensive. There's no spring offensive. Let me tell you something. There is no it's, – it's, and, and here's the tell on that one. The Biden government, the Biden regime has gone back and said that they are devaluing the weapons that were sent over there in the first place so that they can do some uh, financial jiggery pokery and, and give more without giving more. That's how you know that they are not they're not ready for a spring offensive. OK, hang on for a second. We're going to have Harnwell join us in a minute from Rome. Uh, he's got also uh, some analysis on this. Let me go to Steve Stern. Steve, we always need to pick me up. On, on days like today, uh, we're going to get into a whole debt thing in a second uh, in the negotiations on this. Uh, talk to me about the precinct strategy. You're, people should know Stern is in, in, in uh, Dan Schultz. Stern is hosting these massive calls and the things happening all over from Georgia to Nebraska to all over the country. Give us a, a quick hit on, uh, on precinct strategy. So the first thing is, you know, today's my 82nd birthday. And thank you very much for having me. And yesterday, uh, Michael Walsh, one of my good friends, got me a terrific book. Look at this book that he got me. And I got an autograph by Keith uh, Coppola, the person who wrote it. So I'm going to send it up to you to get an autograph because uh, you have done everything for Precinct Strategy. Precinct Strategy, Dan Schultz wrote the book. Uh, we want everybody to go to www.precinctstrategy.com. I'm going to tell you what's terrific. I was up at Clay Clark's event down in Miami. I live in Fort Lauderdale, so it was pretty easy. And I had a 45-minute discussion with General Flynn. And what came out of that was... Our country can be saved by precinct strategy. Can you imagine him saying that with all he does and everywhere he goes? And he's a precinct strategy man. So we have everything going on. And, you know, we're having this big event for Flag Day. Uh, I'm hope that one day you'll be able to send, roll out that beautiful video I have for a couple of minutes. Unro unveiling the flag that is the largest flag in the United States. A gentleman named Ski Demski in 2002 was a little upset when he found out that China had the biggest American flag. Can you imagine that? So he decided to build one bigger, and he did. And he passed away, and he left it over to another gentleman, um, Commander James uh, Alexander, who then passed away, and he left it to his wife, Patricia Alexander. And about three years ago, one of our good friends, um, uh, uh, John um, Sensor and Dane Sensor, rolled it out in uh, South Dakota, and it had... 500 people rolled out. So we decided, my son and I, and uh, decided to have a great event for Flag Day coming up June 14th, which, by the way, is also President Trump's birthday. And if you want to attend, it's free. It's We're hoping it's going to be on the Lindell Network. Uh, go to www.getpatriotized.com. The new landing page is out. We're going to send it out. We have pictures of a lot of the people that are going to be on. Uh, we have Lindell going to be on, Steve Bannon, Tom Homan, John Solomon, Clay Clark, Wayne Root, many, many, many people, General Flynn, all the generals are going to be on. And if you want to get involved and you want to get on, I know we only have a little time, but you can get a flag shirt or you can go to S Stern 1054 AOL or 9543186902. Um, there's a lot of success going on in our precinct strategy. That's what's important today. Uh, we have, uh, you know, like you said, Nebraska, we found a lady, uh, Chris Vale. She has done a sensational job in New Jersey. Our girl had a big uh, deal a couple of couple of weeks ago, a seat at the table. Uh, I was uh, nice enough to talk there. Uh, I called 400 people prior to that. I found out a lot about New Jersey. Um, I was on Spadia's uh, radio show and TV show. Um, I called, like yep. I said, 400 people before. And when I got there, 
It was unbelievable. And she started a club called Common Sense. incredible. Yeah. With yeah. end people. They no, got these things all, all over the country. And remember, we're not going to leave anybody behind. They're, they're propping up in Massachusetts, in New Mexico, New Jersey, just because they're blue states. You know, you got to start somewhere. Just because it's a blue state, don't think you can't start. It's just not red states. It's just not in battleground states. Not all the focus and pressure is on those. Obviously, they're super high priority. Steve, we've got to bounce. One more time, Flag Day. you got 60 or 70 people signed up to speak now. It's going to go all day, I think 10 in the morning to 6. You'll definitely be broadcast on Lindell, and hopefully we'll pick you up on Getter also. Where, where do people go to make sure they know what's going on and, and to get all the information about your Flag Day celebration? Go to Stern 1054 at AOL. Nine five four three one eight six nine zero two. Go to theflagshirt.com. That's www.theflagshirt.com. Also, one important thing: if you'd like to be a volunteer for the Trump campaign, give me a call too. We're going to be able to get you signed up. I'm working very closely with the campaign. We need a lot of volunteers. As you see, I got my 2024 hat. I'm ready for action. So it's action, action, action. <laughs> action. I'm going to celebrate my action, birthday. Action, action. <laughs> So happy birthday. You're the, you're the most ambitious 82 year old I've ever met. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, sir, on your birthday. Great way to start being on the war room. Thanks, brother. Flag day. Steve Stern, optimistic, ambitious. Uh, the, you know, the, the, it's the grit and determination that made this country. Uh, Raheem, um, uh, Raheem, hang on a second. I want to go to Ben. I have been up in, 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 uh, in Ben, give me your assessment. Before I go back to Raheem, because I want to talk about this reboot of the uh, of the National Pulse, uh, give me a couple of minutes on Ukraine. Zelensky's a G7. He's a more powerful partner than the G7. This is where it's come to, folks. Zelensky is an equal over there at the G7, and he got his F-16s, and he's going to get a lot more. Uh, and he's got $3 billion. He's got a new $3 billion in cash, doesn't he, uh, Ben Harnwell? Hey, Steve. Uh, good morning to you. And also, uh, Raheem, great to see you back on the wall, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, here's the situation in Ukraine. Um, there are these promised F-16 jets, but they're not uh, due to come online until the autumn. And by news that's really sort of breaking over the last hour or so, it's difficult um, to believe that the war will still be going um, if the reports on Bakhmut are true. Obviously, I, mean, I was talking to, to, to Posso just before coming on air, who points out, you know, that in the fog of war, there are these, um, there are obviously going to be lies and uh, deceptions. And let's not forget that this time last week, the Wagner Group was saying it was pulling out. It was days away from pulling out from Bakhmut. Now they say they've taken it. Um, but it's not only it's not only the Wagner Group this time that's saying that. It's, it's also um, Ukraine themselves. Specifically, it's the 46th um, Air Assault Brigade, which says that, um, and, and I quote directly, today or tomorrow, Russian forces will occupy the territory of the city, or rather its ruins, immediately after they will face new lines of defence outside the city and problems on the flanks. And that is directly that, that is an official statement from the Ukrainian army. Now, whether that is aimed and pitched like the Wagner's group statements a week ago to increasing the, the time frame to getting these, uh, these newly promised fighter jets, I don't know. We're, we're going to find out the answers of that, Steve, in the coming hours and days uh, to see if these reports are independently verified. Raheem, <clears throat> you were in um, the square the moment we, we sent you over from Breitbart, London. Uh, that was in 2014. When did you go to the? When did you go to Kiev and actually see the color revolution up close? Was that 2014? Were you there? It was the end of 2013. 13. Yep. Did you ever think? Did you ever think standing in that square with that chaos that ten less than ten years later? that a president of Ukraine would be the first among equals at a G7 meeting in Tokyo or in Japan, sir? Yes, that is exactly what I thought. That, that Literally, that is exactly what I thought. That is what I thought, and I thought this place is going to war. You could see it. They were tearing the country apart. Between the European Union and NATO, they were tearing Ukraine apart. Remember, this is a country that has had, for all of its existence, the highest rate of corruption in Europe. They were already having to deal with that. They polled 
um, Ukrainians, and they found out that one in three, I believe it was, had come across themselves in person financial, political corruption. That is to say they were bribing police officers or they had seen somebody do it. And all that ever needed was this, this tiny little nudge, this tiny little nudge. And that was what the Medan revolution was. The, the deep state funded color revolution that overturned that country and caused this war and caused this suffering and caused this pain and caused this loss of life at a grand scale. And remember, Steve, I came on here in December, right before the war. And I said, listen, this is not going to be a short altercation. If you get into this now, you're right. going to be into it for the next 20, yeah. 30 years. And guess what? They came out and said this week, the White House comes out and says, this is a decades long conflict. This yeah. could be like, you know, the Korean conflict. Okay. Well, you know, we warned you. Yeah, no, the, the political has been, 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 been all over that with the White House, uh, the White House spin. But did you think... You, you were all over this war and how, what was going on. Did you think they would get the sponsorship? It's one thing to have a war, but in, in EU doesn't have the muscle. Did you think they would get, you have to have the U.S. sponsorship. Did you ever think they would get the U.S. sponsorship in 2013 to actually beat a G7, which is supposed to be the, I mean, that's really the way the world rolls, not the G20. It's more the G7. Um, or the people argue about that, but that Zelensky's there and he is the most powerful person at this conference right now. Right. He's getting exactly what he wants. He's breaking the will of Joe Biden in front of the world. Joe Biden said no F-16s. Now it's OK. We'll support F-16s, but you can't use them offensively against the Russians. Would that have struck you as unbelievable 10 years ago? Not at all. Listen, if I, I don't mean to sound offensive, but if they could have done it with Afghanistan, they would have done it with Afghanistan. But it's easier to do it with Ukraine. You know, they, they want this client state. You get in a lot of trouble for talking about, you know, bio labs and, and financial uh, misdemeanors taking place over there. If they could have done it with Afghanistan, they would have done it with Afghanistan. It was a non-starter. The civil society mechanisms were not just didn't function, didn't work, couldn't do it. This is why Joe Biden, you know, the famous clip. And he says, listen, I told him to fire the prosecutor. You know, well, well, you know, son of a whatever. Uh, they understood right there and then he understood in that moment in that clip. The underlying tone of that clip is we actually can do it here. We can run this place. And and for me, I saw it coming a long, while, long way away. Raheem, hold on, because I want to get to the reboot. I might have to do that after the break. I want to go back to Ben. Ben, talk to me about the $3 billion we just magically found as an accounting error. And you've done some analysis to compare and contrast that to other, other things that would cost $3 billion. I certainly have done, Steve. Well, so this is... Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to take this. It's uh, here's the, the headline. I don't know, I don't know if the, the guys in Denver can, can put this up as I'm talking. That uh, three billion in, a, in an accounting error uh, means that the Pentagon can send more weapons to Ukraine. Now, either there are two ways of interpreting this. I mean, I don't know how you you lose um, three billion as an accounting error. Um, I really don't. Um, so the, the, the ways that you can take this is that either uh, this is how brazenly our sociopathic overlords are lying to U.S. taxpayers because no one's going to believe it, or you, the, the alternative is that this is a, a genuine error, and that is how seriously they, they treat U.S. taxpayers' money. I mean, is it, is it an exercise in gaslighting or is it an exercise um, in incompetence? And as ever, as always with our sociopathic overlords, the line now is so blurred between when bad, where, where incompetence ends and bad faith begins. It, it's impossible to say. However, there are other things, Steve, that, that cost $3 billion. Um, and here is um, the, the, the cue to, to put up for Denver, the next headline, um, is that the, the, the ask of, on behalf of the, um, uh, the Trump administration um, for $3 billion, it's the same figure here, um, to, to build the wall. Now, no one in the war room audience uh, who's following this today will have any doubt whatsoever that the promise to build a wall as a manifesto, as it were, as a campaign commitment, no president, and I think in the last 100 years, has been elected with so clear a popular mandate to do something than Donald Trump uh, achieved in 2016. And yet the Uniparty, 
said no, the Uniparty wasn't interested, it didn't have the money. And now, the same figure, it's a rounding error. Yeah. Hang on for one second. They shut the government down in December 18 over this figure. Short break, Raheem Harnwell next. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Uh, that CNN article, I want to make sure everybody reads, as Raheem pointed out, Dateline London, and it's about the um, it's about these central banks. Remember, we talked this concept, fiscal domination, where these uh, executive um, parts of governments and the parliaments continue to pass and central banks continue to print money throughout the world, led by the Federal Reserve. That day is over. It's $2 trillion of quantitative tightening. That is going to be a headwind on growth. Essentially, what you're looking at is a world that's now going to go into the lost decades that has hit Japan. Best case, right? Worst case, you'd have explosive inflation, and all time, but best case, you're going to have 1.1% growth. So, um, and I just saw where in China, huge article up today I just put up from Business Insider about Generation Z over there is totally stone cold broke. They know they're broke. And uh, they're not happy about it. They're getting millions of hits and hundreds of millions of hits on these young Generation Z types putting up TikTok-type things saying, I got no money, uh, I have no future. And this is going to impact the same things happening in the West. The, the under-40 set are essentially going to be Russian serfs. So it's all coming to that. That's why this debt ceiling debate negotiations so important. And we'll keep you updated on Getter over the weekend. And obviously, Monday, we're going to be all over it. But that is why... Make sure you go to birchgold.com, too. It's time not just to get the end of the dollar empire, particularly the third installment, which is the debt uh, trap. You need to get that and get you all the nomenclature. But also check out uh, Philip Patrick's team. Why are the central banks throughout the world, and particularly the BRICS, the global south, the BRICS that are there kind of hanging out, they've been invited to the G7 today, because their economies right now are more important than the G7 because they own all the resources. And they're buying gold like crazy. Record number of central banks in these countries, record number of purchases in gold in 22 and 23 started the same way. So it's time for you to at least talk to people and immerse yourself in this information. You need to do it today. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get everything for free. Um, Raheem, the reimagining and, uh, and rebooting of National Pulse. The talk to us about the reimagining. You, you, you're setting this up as a, as a totally new type of news an information provider for not just uh, the conservative movement, but the Trump right. Yeah, that's right. Steve, you know, um, I got bored of going to all of these conservative uh, leaning uh, media sites every day and seeing this long, arduous 
poorly written copy. You know, you taught me something really early on, which was never back into a story. And I think that is the that is the core part of how we do the news at the National Pulse. You get all the news up front in your face and we get you out of there as quickly as humanly possible. I'm not trying to trying to leech off you, have you scrolling past 15 ads, anything like that. And I'm delighted to say that we have now built this in as core functionality to the National Pulse website. The Pulse stream, what we call it, the Pulse itself, will be a fully live stream, short, punchy, kind of like Axios meets Breitbart almost, you know, news. And then all free, by the way, we're keeping that free. I love free news. I don't like paywalls like that, but we are adding this subscriber thing where you get so many bonus benefits from this and we're launching it here on the war room and it's a special offer for the war room people the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room the nationalpulse.com forward slash war room and let me tell you a little bit about what else we're doing that's bonus when you sign up and support real news right because what we're doing here is we're investing in the future of independent media and we don't have corporate backers and we we, we are all people powered and we want to give people more back. So when you sign up, you get exclusive podcasts, bonus content. And we've partnered with Flackus Talks, the great Austin Fletcher and Flackus Talks podcast, and the great guys over at the Steak for Breakfast podcast. And they are now part of the Pulse Media Group as well. So you'll get bonus content from them as well as the Pulse Media Group. We're working on our first documentary this year. Uh, we're going to be doing meetups all around the country. And I'm also delighted to say that we are now going to be doing a morning newsletter in the style of like Politico and Axios and all of that, but for the right, the right news for the people that need to know what's really going on, not what the Facebook, Google sponsors of Axios and Politico want you to think is going on. So again, I want to reiterate, and I'm really grateful for you giving me the time to do this, thenationalpulse.com forward slash warm. It's a limited time pre-order and the site launches on Monday. And Raheem's going to be with us uh, either live or at his command post uh, when they launch on uh, Monday. I know how these launches go. So how do people, I want to make sure all the war and posse go check this out. Where, where do they go again? Thenationalpulse.com forward slash war room. And I pledge to you this, no chalk talks ever. <laughs> Kaboom. Okay, <laughs> Raheem, that's genius. Um, okay, we're. I know you guys are scrambling for your launch on uh, on uh, on uh, Monday, I remember Breitbart London and the original Breitbart site. You got to you got to make sure you get everything squared away. Uh, so we'll let you go and we'll see you back here on Monday. But one more time, where do people go to check out what you've got to offer? It's all going to be free, but you've got a special site. And by the way, Fleckus and what what are the other podcasts? You're going to roll up some podcasts here. Who else? So steak for breakfast is is the kind of like it's the it's the MAGA insider podcast, like the long form conversations that are going on in MAGA world. It's fantastic. Uh, we we identified them a couple of years back. They have grown and grown. And Fleckers Talks is out every Friday. It's one of the it's the funniest podcast, I think, actually. It's 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 really kind of Zuma type content, yeah. but I think everybody can get it. And if you yeah. if you want more of that stuff, it's all going to be at the National Pulse, the nationalpulse.com forward slash warum. Today is the day to do it. This is this is the core you know base of support that we're building to do the real news, to be radically independent, which is our new strap line. And uh, I think you and I are going to have some more uh, announcements on what's to come in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, no, no. You guys are now have rebooted this thing, going to reboot it. There'll be other content announcements too. This is needed. Um, Thank you very much, Raheem. Look forward to having you on Monday. Have a great working weekend, you, uh, and we're around if you need us. Raheem and the team over National Pulse in a reimagination, in a reboot, and a relaunch. That'll all take place on Monday. We'll do it here live in, in the war room. Uh, ben, I want to go back. Do I have a clip? I, I, got, I think I've got a clip of uh, Ben um, for, for the, on, the, on the billions, right? Do I have that? Okay. Remember we talked about this? Clip one morning. Here we go. Uh, tell me when we're ready. You ready? You're not ready? Yeah. Okay, fine. Go ahead and play clip one morning, and I want to bring Ben back into the conversation. I'm not a fan of what we're doing in Ukraine. I'm not a fan of spending over $100 billion, as you just said, Larry, with no accounting. Listen, I've tried to get the Senate to vote. In fact, I've demanded a vote on legislation that would give us an accounting of every dime of taxpayer dollars spent. And remarkably, the Senate votes it down. They don't want to know. They don't want to know where the money's going. I want to know. Mm. So I don't want to spend any more money over there, A, until we can figure out where the money's going, but B, until we know what the strategy is, 
and see the Europeans. Why aren't they the ones who are taking the lead here? I just think that this is I, I'm opposed to this, Larry. I'm opposed to this going on. So I just say the former president, hey, if he's got a way to bring this conflict to an end, uh, then I think that'd be great. I mean, yeah, I don't want to see Russia succeed. So, I want so, to be clear. So, 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 so. So that's Josh Hawley. It's back to this thing about asking Trump and Trump to get in here. Ben, give us your perspective now. Posobiec came back. We had Posobiec on yesterday. He said, hey, and he was in, you know, Poland, Eastern Europe. He was there in Budapest with Viktor Orban and the team. He said in the capitals of Europe, they're definitely getting tired of this, that he doesn't see their ability to continue to put this type of money into weapon systems, to ammunition uh, and the people are now starting to understand their 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 natural resources are c- costing more of the gas, the heating, the food, all of it. Uh, what is your sense? And particularly now that we kind of came up and, and, and think, folks, this thing on the three billion dollars is totally phony. And this needs to be investigated. Immediately. I mean, how do you have you ha- how do you have an accounting error for three billion dollars that just magically comes when they know they can't get another penny through the uh, the uh, ultra MAGA? No money for Ukraine, right? In the middle of a, a middle of a debt negotiation, they can't come back with the tin cup begging for money. Um, particularly when Biden, the feckless old man, who's put American prestige in line, saying no, no F sixteens, no F sixteens, no F sixteens. We don't expand the offensive capability of the Ukrainians because they really don't need it. Uh, and then he folds uh, over on the main stage in uh, in in Asia. So, Ben, give us perspective here of where Europe stands in this mess, because i got to tell folks, they're spinning right now here in D.C. This thing's going to be like Korea. It's going to take 10 or 20 years or longer, and that's going to be a trillion dollars from people in the United States of America. Ben Harnwell. Well, speaking of, of here in Italy, uh, I'm in the capital, Rome, um, I don't think for the last nine months the, the polls have been saying a statistical, uh, and it's only a st- statistical minority support continued financial uh, assistance towards Ukraine. So there's already been a majority of the country um, uh, against the, the position of the, the government. Not, not that it has particularly affected the government that much, uh, one way or the other, but they've already lost uh, the, the people here. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, that, if that's a report that Posse is feeding back to you, it's absolutely right. People are, are, are sick and tired of this. That said, there is in Europe, continental Europe, as there has been for decades, as, since the Second World War, an expectation that fundamentally, sooner or later, uh, whether it's public or whether it's hidden behind uh, secret deals, the United States will pay back the, 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 the European countries in one way or another. Um, all the money that it's been laying out now, um, and, and that's that's that, I think that, that's why anger here in Europe isn't stronger because the, the expectation will be that American taxpayers will pick up the tab. Um, it's difficult. To, it's, it's difficult, really, therefore, to to, to push um, in, in argumentation beyond that because that is just here in Italy, especially. You know, perhaps I'm biased. But Italy, in Italy, the, the expectation is this, either if it's to do with defense, America will pay. And if it's to do yeah. with social security, <laughs> Germany, Germany will pay. Yeah. Um, and that's how it but, goes. But, but hang, 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 hang on. This is the mentality after World War One, World War Two, and the Cold War. This is another European conflict. This is a European conflict on the eastern side where, where uh, the Eurasian landmass kind of transitions to Asia. This is eight or 10,000 miles away. The, the sovereignty, the territorial integrity, and the self-determination of Ukraine is not a vital national security interest to the American people. Our southern border is. The situation with the Chinese Communist Party in Taiwan and the South China Sea and the Straits of Taiwan and Taiwan and those chip factories are. But, Ben, get, they're so conditioned to have Uncle Sugar just write that, that and there still is the conditioning there. They're getting tired of this. They're going to start putting demands on, and you're going to start start seeing they're going to they're going to want to stop a lot of the funding. They don't only pay for the government; we pay for that right now, billions of dollars each month, and make sure that the the nurses and the teachers' pensions are paid. Do you have a pension? This is, and it's coming to a head. That's why it's inextricably linked, and that's why it's so fascinating today. You have the debt ceiling uh, debate, of which we walked away again. They had another meeting last night, late, as we told you on the show. Then this and, and, and it's not about work requirements for Medicaid. It's not about permitting. It's not about the side issues. We told you it's the central issue. They don't want to back off 
what that $6.8 trillion uh, uh, spending. They don't want to back off it. It's the top line. They don't want to hit reset and go back to 2022, which is not even a cut. It's just going back. It's just taking off $122 billion, but there are no cuts. There's no cuts to spending. We're stopping the rate of growth. They want to do that. In all of that, embedded in all this is going to be billions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars for Ukraine for this war. It's not a vital national security interest. Ben, how do people, great work uh, on all this and great work finding out and, and equating the $3 billion they just magically found to the border wall, which they shut down the government over because they wouldn't give Trump $3 billion. How did people get you over the weekend, Ben, to join us back on here on, uh, on Monday? Thanks, Steve. It's get uh, simply my surname, at Harnwell. That's my profile there, Harnwell. Um, and then, of course, on the, on the newsletter, the warroom.org newsletter, which folk can register for directly through the okay. site. And, and people should be watching us on Getter all weekend, particularly the situation in Bogmood. Ben Harnwell, thank you very much from Rome. Short commercial break. The, uh, the race to control life itself. We're going to talk about this next. Only in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Right. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax where the middle class pays more. 
90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes, just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. That still has, you know, we played the cartoon one yesterday, but I said, hey, for this audience, the cartoon may work for low-information voters with the sing-songy thing. But here, and they said today there's a huge article about Governor DeSantis launching the numbers collapsing. And, and, and one of the things they say is about, it's not just these ads, it's the content of the ads, and the governor has just chosen not to answer. That's both the Social Security ad and this about backing Ryan's tax hikes. And, and, and here's the part of it. He was a, a uh, Ryan guy, although a little more conservative when he was in the House, and, and he backed those policies. He needs to come forward and lay out the case. This is what I keep saying. It's one thing to be governor, and I think he's doing a very good job, and I, I support him 100% on what he's doing with Disney. I know there's certain voices in Trump world that are not, but I support what he's doing. He's going after these corporations and he's going after these woke corporations and he's fighting a good fight there. But it's one thing to fight on the wokeness of all this and, um, and, uh, and, and do it at the state level. You can even do it at the federal level, but we're in the third world war. We're in the early stages of the third world war. And today's a perfect example of, of the convergence of what we told you is the money side of that, the capital markets, economic side, and the military side. And you're seeing this now on this debt ceiling negotiations, and uh, no need to call this weekend because I'm not sure the switchboard's over, but we'll get you up on the ramparts on, uh, on Monday because your backing has been essential. It's been the, it's been the determinant uh, factor here. Um, and, you know, what's happening in, in the war, which you're being lied to constantly. That's why some I got to dig this up. I think it was Daily Beast or one of the left wing guys came to uh, CPAC to our party, the party we had uh, where we honored Kerry Lake and we honored James O'Keefe, uh, the War Room Party. And uh, he asked me, he says, hey, of all the Orwell books, what is the one that's the, the most important to you? And I said, uh, homage to Catalonia, because the, he talks about the Spanish Civil War. The big thing he talks about the information war and the lies that are being told. So right now, the whole thing in Ukraine and trust me, the Russians align too. I don't trust the Wagner guys. These are some of the worst guys on earth. Anyway, I got to pivot because I got something very important to talk about that is going to tie in a lot of this. You remember, this was a while ago. We had uh, Brandon Weikert on. Uh, he knows geopolitics as well as anybody. But he had written this amazing book called Winning Space about taking the, strate- the Chinese and others taking the strategic high ground and how America wasn't focused on that. It was, quite, it was a brilliant book because it kind of looked downrange. He's now done with Roger Kimball and his team over at uh, over at uh, was it Endeavor Books, um, the Encounter Books, which is the new Criterion's uh, book uh, label, Biohacked China China's race to control life. Brandon, a lot of people, and I think the reviewers and people that have you on are want to talk about the bioweapons program, and 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 that's an important part of this, and what makes it so timely. But your 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 title is the race to control life. And this gets into what I keep talking about in the convergence of those five elements that leads to the uh, the singularity. Yeah. We've talked a lot about AI here recently because it was released. But the second part I keep talking about in these labs is actually uh, CRISPR and, uh, and the biotechnology. Yeah. That's going to stun you. That's going to come and stun you. That's what this book is about. You've actually cracked the code, no pun intended. <laughs> To really talk about when the Chinese listed the 10, the 10 um, uh, industries made in China 2025, the top five were all the ones that converged on the singularity. CRISPR, biotechnology, and the, and the control of life was one of that. Brandon, your book, go, tell me, are the Chinese Communist Party right now trying to control actually the keys to life on Earth and that yes. they can manipulate it, sir? Oh, yes, absolutely. And the worst part is the most damning part. And I know that you've had people on the show covering this side of the story, which is the NIH and American pharmaceutical companies, Western pharmaceutical companies, uh, Western uh, uh 
technology investors, they're all helping the Chinese Communist Party to accomplish that uh, mission. And so, yes, this is the the race to control life, literally. And the Chinese Communist Party want to be the ones to crack that code and hold the keys that allows them to do that, to create the perfect communist man. Or post. Okay, I want everybody to hear this. On the war room on the 20th of May in the year of our Lord 2023. And I've been saying it. And now I can back it up with with research and, and 50 pages of footnotes and every article. And a smart guy, Brandon Weikert and, and Roger Kimball, is as smart a person as we have in this nation. It's not simply the bioweapons and the bioweapons labs and that being out of control, which, trust me, is is worse than nuclear weapons. It's deeper than that. They go back to the railhead. They are trying to control the creation of life on this earth, just like they're trying to control artificial intelligence. And this is why we had Senator Hawley on here yesterday. He did a fantastic job at the hearing. But people in this audience, because you're the tip of the spear, and I told you we're going to be loading other things on your shoulder. We're loading another one. And that is, once again, the – I'm going to take a break here – uh, Brandon, we're going to bring you back in the next block. Um, this is an arms race every bit as deadly as the artificial intelligence race. This is an arms race to control life and the, and the ability to manipulate and manufacture new life. The convergence into the singularity is going to hit the human race like a two-by-four when it's too late to do anything about it. And here's the Greek tragedy part. As Brandon Weikert walks through in this book, detail by detail by detail, it is the strength of, it's, it's your pension funds that's doing this and your tax dollars. It is NIH, it's other organizations in the government that are underwriting a big part of this. It is the pension funds of biotech companies that buy the stock and provide the private equity and provide the liquidity of these companies that are doing this. I want you to think about it. As you're sitting at home, you, the monetized version of you that the government takes in taxes and the part in your pension funds are saved that people need returns on. You, sitting there having a cup of coffee on a Saturday in spring. You are underwriting the Chinese Communist Party in the race to get race to control life on Earth. Next in the world. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 